on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Halloween approaches. Don't forget to post those pics. We have MFN for New World. We have a raid team roundup, and I didn't have to do it. Endwalker, experience the hype of the game that has... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I insert, Final Fantasy. <laughs> insert Final Fantasy meme here. Yes. Excellent. All right. And Dan Kinney took a break from falling off cliff to join us. Join us for the eh, words are hard. There we go. I'm doing that again. And Dan Kinney took a break from falling off cliffs to join us for the podcast to talk ESO. All that and more and more and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 376 of the podcast celebrating you, the LA Yachtas gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. This is Mucow. And to my virtual left is Ted Semi. Howdy! I typed in broken links. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, love. And to my virtual right is Makala. Hey, guys, there's an apple and pear cobbler in the guild kitchen. And this week we are joined by special guest Dan Kinia, who is here to talk to us about jumping off clips. I mean, about AIE and ASO. <laughs> Welcome. Same difference. Thank you. <laughs> I have been led off many a waterfall by Kinney in ESO. Don't go chasing them. <laughs> yep. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and go around and see what everyone's been up to. Um, let's mix it up and go with Dan Kinia this time around and see what you've been up to since we've last talked to you. Jumping off of all of the things. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've been playing a lot of games because a lot of games are currently having holiday type things. So I'm roaming through the wastelands in Fallout 76. I'm playing Final Fantasy, working on gathering a bunch of tombstones. And I might one day get out of Heaven's Word because I finally got out of the ARR. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. I'm level 72 and I'm still in Heaven's Word. <laughs> Dang. That's the cool uh, thing. I, yeah. I like dungeons. So, yeah, I was 64 when I got out of the ARR. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Might, might have some issues with dungeons there. Um, and of course, WoW, ESO, I play both of those. Um, there's holiday events going on in ESO. I attend every now and then play some Dungeons and Dragons on Sunday with some friends. Nice. And yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been doing is a lot of video games. Are you rolling dice? It sounds like you're rolling dice. Sorry, I have a fidgety thing, and I dropped it on my desk, and I will now put it down, so I stop making fidgety thing noises. <laughs> it did sound like it was rolling, though. Just, just, just roll, rolling for, for the initiative of what you were going to say. Right, right. Fidget away. Yes, fidget, fidget, fidget. <laughs> That's our kitty. All right, well, sounds like you've been up to plenty. Um, so let's go over to McCullough and see what you've been up to. Um, well, let's see. I have now gotten home from Disneyland. Uh, which was a blast. Um, I was really impressed uh, by Disney when it comes to safety because I got in trouble for not wearing a mask in the bathroom. 
Um, because basically <laughs> if you're inside, it doesn't matter where you are, unless you're physically eating, you're in a mask, um, which I really appreciated. Uh, we had a great day, uh, three days. Our first day was like literally eight in the morning until 10 at night, almost nonstop. Cause that's the day we did the Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, mm. our second day, our, the other two ended about nine o'clock, but we started, you know, pretty much the second the park opened. Had an amazing time. I ate everything. Um, however, I will say my um, method of being really, really good beforehand and then eating all the things paid off because I didn't, I didn't gain any weight on my trip. And that would have been okay if I would have because it doesn't I count. Disney, exactly. And I ate all the things. Um, yes, she walked, did. You know, I mean, if you I follow did. her on Facebook, just <laughs> dessert, 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 dessert. <laughs> on Instagram, yeah, basically it was a tour of Macala and um, all the foods of the all the sweets of the Disney Park. Um, Rise of the Resistance was amazing, and I cried when I went through the front gates on the first day, and then I cried when we entered Galaxy's Edge, like a child. Um, Happy and songs, that was, yeah. Yeah, and that was caught on camera. So, yeah, it was um, unbelievable. So that was that was my big thing. Uh, we have not gamed a lot since then, though. We did uh, well. We gamed Rose Game on Sunday. We did actually have a chance to do that, which, which was, was our hag fight. That was a blast. So much fun. Um, yeah, we had we had a hag fight. Um, Ben. Charged on up there. And how did he find the hag? Oh, oh no, they were no, they no, there. No, no, the hags found him. He chased the cambion up yes. there. Yep. yep. And there was yep. and then there was an empty room once we took care of the cambion and we all headed down to go look for the hags. But Ben stayed behind to try and set one of the beds on fire, and then the three hags that were hiding yep. each on their own bed decided that Ben was a pincushion. Yep. Yep. Um Ben was not a pincushion, luckily. We did uh we did join him. Uh got one of the hags out. By the way, um when you silence an entire room of hags They're not happy about it. They're not happy about it. Imagine it, not. No, 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 because they can't do anything besides claw at you. And yeah, that meant that we couldn't cast any spells, but it was um well, it was a risk I was willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> we had enough melee attacks. Yeah. We had a lot of melee attacks. Um, and even though I'm a Healy cleric, I also have a lovely sword. I, I'm an up I'm an upfront there, you know, I'll bash you with my sword and then heal you. Well, not the heal who I bash, but you know, heal the party. Mm. Um so yeah, we took one of the hags out, the other two vanished. Um then we searched the Cambion and found a mysterious cat's eye. And then my character remembered that Hags can thieve through that device and stepped on it, which caused damage. And they screamed out, so we know exactly where they are. Because mm -hmm. it turns out it wasn't a cat's eye. It was a hag's eye. It was a hag's eye. Oh. Um, which is why it's kind of super fun to play the grandma who, you know, told her kids and grandkids stories because that's how she knows, you know, things like that. Is 
through fairy tales. Um, let's see. That was a that was Rose game. It was a great time. Uh, the only other game we played this week was Star Wars. Um, there was a, an arena battle that um, our Rodium was in. And again, you know that scene in Return of the Jedi where Luke freaks out because he can tell Vader senses him and he's in danger of the mission? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my character's doing that again. That's not so, good. <laughs> nope, nope. It's fun being a force sensitive when you can't control it yet. Yep. I have a bad so feeling was, about this. This yeah, yeah. Oh god, someone's watching us. I, I oh yeah. Yeah, because we're tracking down a former ISB agent who is on a asteroid that is run by the Pike Syndicate. Um, and there and we just realized that a third of their asteroid is Imperial controlled. Not good. And clearly there's someone on that um, base that is, well, a little more than a sensitive. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. A lot. A lot. A lot, a lot. So then that leaves the semi. Tell us what he's been up to. Uh, what have I been up to? Well, in real life, uh, we got... Uh, Tired of hearing of your pirate ship, and so we got our own. No, um, <laughs> I wish. No, we uh, we actually are getting our backyard redone uh, in real life. So I've been out um, dealing with that. They started on Thursday, so they were Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they'll finish up Monday or Tuesday. Uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna look really nice uh, in the back. So. We have a fire pit and a uh, nice seating area, some artificial turf for the animals to hang out on and uh, to cover it with rock for the rest of the stuff to keep the dust down so we can actually sit out there. It'll be nice. Um, I don't think I've ever been there where it's actually been, you know, weatherable enough to go outside. (laughs) So True, true. Yeah, you've been there and you've been here in May. Yeah. Yes. May and May and then May and yeah. June yeah. and then May. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's when I I've got the, the misters working again. So it's actually not too bad to sit out, you know, in the evening with the misters on uh end of May, beginning of June. because uh, it's still dry enough that turning on misters, putting water back into the air, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um and then for gaming, um Popped in and just cycled through all my characters in WoW and WoW Classic and SOTOR and told them how much I miss them and I'll be back when there's actual content to play. Uh, (laughs) And then fell back on one of my first real computer game loves, and that's uh, one of them was SimCity, but I have found that City Skylines is a really good scratch for that itch of city building where you just want, you don't want to have to micromanage everything. You just kind of want to be the city planner and then watch the city develop as you've planned it and then deal with the, the outcome and stuff like that. So I have been um, having a lot of fun playing that just the vanilla um, no DLC um, 
because they're you know dlc like add bike paths to the to the um traffic or you know designate this area as a park instead of having to put down a park you know that sort of thing so there's a lot of little quality of life stuff in the dlc but i'm just playing through the basic one you know just to see if i enjoyed it so um having a lot of fun with that i i definitely if anyone uh plays city skylines it was getting a little overwhelmed because there's a lot of stuff to do um there's a youtube channel called city planner plays and he has a whole basic series for skylines that's amazing because he takes the time to explain why he's doing what he's doing and show you that and then actually has a save file that you can use if you want to um you know, like when he gets to the end of, I think it's a six-part tutorial. Like the first part is zero to ten thousand citizens. Um, you can then get that file. So when you start part two, you're exactly where he was when he start when he finished the tutorial, and then pick up from there. Um, but I did a pretty good job of following along in the tutorial and doing what he was doing with in reason. And uh, yeah, so having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, the only only bits I've seen of that have been someone showing you how not to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, City Planners plays uh, does a really good uh, tutorial series with the, like I said, with the vanilla DLC stuff. So cool. Cool. Uh, awesome. That is what I have been up to. What have you been up to, Mew? Oh yeah, I guess I have been up to things. Um, let's see. Probably mostly Final Fantasy. Um, just kind of. You know, basking in the pre-expansion lull, for the most part. Um, the uh, the the Moogle Tombstone thing has been kind of interesting to explore. Um, I did participate in the uh, the T2 Blue Mage group, um, and uh, in three hours got two hundred and sixty something uh, tombstones. So it is nice. extremely ex- extremely effective. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, and it was it was pretty easy. Like you don't even have to have the entire group be Blue Mages. And, and, well, the way we did it is we had one tank, um, I was healer, and then we had six blue mages. And then you designate, uh, there's there's three adds, and you have three blue mages do their instant kills on those. And then all the blue mages basically suicide dive the, the final boss, and then you're done. Oh, That's nice. It. It, it takes, like, like, you spend more time running from place to place than you do doing any actual fighting. Right. Yeah. Because the blue mage spells are ridiculously powerful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it gets there. Yeah. The, the uh, thing that really helps with it is, is something called level five death. And, uh, yeah, because, uh, because we are, I guess we, it's something to do with, we have more hit points than it, the ads or something. So, and mm-hmm. so, it, so it ups the chance that it's, cause it normally is like a 50, 50 chance that it'll actually fire. But, because of the way we're set up, like we have a higher chance of killing it. So sometimes we don't. So there's like a backup blue mage that'll come in and do mm-hmm. their thing. Or we just, you know, zerg it down because there's eight of us that can very easily destroy it if we need to. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was actually kind of fun. And, you know, it's, it's silly just to see how fast you can get down there and just seeing these blue mages bounce all over the place. You swear they were, uh, uh dragoons because of the crazy spells they have. Um, and yeah, like you're basically like you throw it out a shield because the shield healer healing t- tends to be the most powerful in that situation, and just go to town. It was a lot of fun, and yeah, I have all I have the the really cool jacket which I learned um, was something that was an Asia exclusive. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been in the game for a while, but it was Asia exclusive 
um, some kind of a promotion they did over there. So this is how they're introducing it to us. Um, and then I got like, some of the uh, the higher, harder to get uh, mounts because that's that's how you what they do is they put you know they put one exclusive item, and then they put some harder to get two mounts, and then they put some easier to get two mounts, and then just some random stuff, mm. including this crazy uh, gear set called the Bone Wicka set, which is just very outlandish looking. Um, but uh, yeah, I need that. That's my next goal is you know the next runs I get to get tombstones, they're probably going to try to get that Bone Wicka set. Cause it's very interesting looking. It's a caster set. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it would but, go well with a blue mage or a black mage. Probably, yeah. I want to say it looks more like a like a an outlandish black mage. Um, but uh, yeah, it looked, it looked interesting, and uh, and they also have lots of maps, which you know, to it's one thing that you don't think about much, but um, you can get these these maps that make you go faster in areas. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like a, it's a it's a map that tells you that the most effective paths to run, but it's just a, it's just a mount a speed buff. up for that area. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. But, yeah, so it was a, a kind of kind of neat little quality of life thing you can grab onto there, and and it's it's amazing to see just how lively things are. Like you know, the 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 cities are packed. Like this is this is not like any expansion pre expansion lull I've ever seen. It just there's just so many people running around and it's always so crowded. It's kind of amazing to see. And that's, that's on every server. Cause I've got, I've got characters on each data center. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I can hop around and look and yeah, every day, every server is just packed with people and it's kind of amazing. Awesome. Um, other than that, I've, uh, delved a little bit back into animal crossing, um, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all anticipating the stuff coming November 5th, I think. Yeah. That all looks very cool. And uh, I've, I saw that <clears throat> I'm already subscribed to the Nintendo thing, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to get the expansion for free, the yep. DLC expansion. Yeah. So, uh, but you have to do the upgraded version of the online to get it, and I yeah. don't think you can sign up for that yet. At least you couldn't last week when I checked. Oh, okay. I thought it was supposed to launch like sometime between now and the end of the October. Oh, is it October yes. 28th or something? Yeah. Yeah, we have we have a, a with the family set up uh, for for me and Mrs. Mew. And, yep, uh, we're we're uh, probably going to break down and and let uh, Mini Mew actually have his own island because he's getting more and more interested in playing the game. And you know, you can only do so much as a, as an uh, additional character on an island. Yeah. So right, right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but also because he's so into Minecraft and. Uh, it's you know watching him try to play it on the on the the iPad of all places is kind of it's almost painful because he's just <laughs> trying to do these crazy things but you know you'd only do so much on that, that weird That's interface like, yeah yeah so so yeah I thought that would be a, a good uh, uh, Xmas present uh, really you know, I'm gonna do something um, and then you know so some Genshin. Um, that's still been a fun thing, and and uh, I'm actually kind of curious the the Genshin teapot. I wonder if, if that's going to be similar to what the island sanctuary is going to be, because uh, one thing that um, Yoshi P wanted to point out to everyone is, you know, don't expect Animal Crossing when you get the island island sanctuary. Like right. we're not competing with them. But the, you know, he says that he respects their work too much. Um, you know, don't awesome. expect. Yeah, he says don't expect that level. We're not going to try to compete. You know, don't just. It's going to be its own thing. It's going to be its right. own relaxing place, non-competitive. You're not going to get, you know, best in slot gear in this place. You're not going to, it's just a place to go and just do relaxing things that don't have any time limit. Just chill. And he, here's the thing that I lo- loved out of that the most is 
oh, by the way, we're going to be updating it as content continues. We're not going to abandon it during the expansion. Got it. And like certain <laughs> companies have been known yeah. to do. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was that was the That's news great. I wanted to hear. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I'm still a little annoyed by by sure. uh, what, what a certain company did with that. But yeah, yeah, yeah uh, understandable. But yeah, uh, otherwise, just you know, enjoying the uh, the brief period of uh, nice weather, and just actually got in from a walk. Um, yeah, got to, so so yeah, that's about it. That's enough out of me, I think. Cool. Uh, I think that's everybody. So what we're going to do is move on to um, ESO, but first we're going to cover this week's news. AIE News. All right. And we have mandatory fun nights with an update. This is where the fun is mandatory, but attendance is not. Sunday, WoW Classic, 2 p.m. Eastern. Sunday, STO, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So that should be going on in about four minutes. Yeah. Uh, Monday, Guild Wars 2, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, SOTOR, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday, Final Fantasy XIV Casual Rating, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday, Final Fantasy Fun Night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Thursday, New World, 8 p.m. Eastern. Also Thursday, Friday, Final Fantasy XIV Progression Rating at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Friday, ESO, 9 p.m. Eastern with Kenny. And then Friday, Final Fantasy XIV Late Night Fun Night is at 11 p.m. Eastern. Saturday is busy. Saturday is Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Final Fantasy Map Night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And New Braid in WoW with Kenny at 11 p.m. Eastern. Excellent. All right. And we just have a note from Gusty Tail, the mistress of Transmog and cosplay. Um, as we all know, she loves uh, both trans- Transmog in and out of game. Um, she wants to see what others are doing for Halloween. Uh, feel free to post in the Pixar Didn't Happen channel in the AIE Discord, um, which I, by the way, did just before the show to show off uh, my costume for a baby shower yesterday and the one I went for Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, for those WoW players, um, post what you want, but especially things like your Headless Horseman mount, helm and the sword to prove that they actually exist and they are urban legends <laughs> um other games show us your rarest and best loved looks what you're proudest of um things you worked hard on for your just whatever it is that you want to show off picks where it didn't happen that's where to do that um by the way new world staring at you guys let's see some and i've seen some good picks already from new world in there so Alrighty, over in streaming and guild podcast news, uh, the new Overlords, aka the Swotar Escape podcast, have episode 401, low sodium merc update. <laughs> uh, 7.0 merc style is on the PTS, and we finally find out how salty we are about it. <laughs> Hopefully low sodium. And then on to working class nerds, they have episode 126, which is a sidebar sandwich. <laughs> Uh, the only rule of this episode is there are no rules. Yay! Uh, Chimeri and Atrax join Marcus and Nick uh, for this wild ride of an episode. So please enjoy. We have links to the Twitch uh, for Chimeri and Atrax in the show notes. Yep. And one thing I did not post because I've only been grabbing the last week of podcasts, but uh, we need to congratulate 
Max, SEMA, SOTOR. We mentioned 401. They hit 400 two weeks ago. And I was on there. I was on there. uh, Marcus was on there. Nick was on there via audio. um, Had some of the other... um, had some of the other uh, people that have been guest stars on there as well to just kind of celebrate uh, 400. And uh, it's a really good listen. And we basically talk about what our favorite part of SOTOR was in the past and what we're hoping they're going to do in the future. Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. 400. That's, that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And in fleet action report for Star Trek online, uh, the Fleet Action Report, Episode 67, Fall of the Old Ones. Wait, did we slip into Cthulhu here? Uh, this <laughs> week on the Fleet Action Report, Nicodus and Grebog dive into the latest event, Fall of the Old Ones. It's a new event with new ground-based TFO for you to enjoy. We go through the Cat's Tail TFO twice to show you different aspects of the TSO and even give you a few tricks to help you find all the candles, find all the black cats, and even how to get those pesky skeletons into the candlelight. Yeah, sounds. that sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds free Lovecraftian. Sorry. Yeah. All I right. Love trapped in my Starcraft. Starcraft. Right. Hey, hey, hey. What's wrong with that? Um, Boards and Swords podcast. Um, Thunder Road Vendetta with guest uh, Robert Devau. Devau, I'll go with that. Um, Boards and Swords one eighty two, which is available at Boards and Swords. Dot com. Um, they've got Robert Devau from Restoration Games there to talk about their next Kickstarter, Thunder Road Vendetta. Plus, of course, a month's worth of game news. Yep. And they are also recording right now their next podcast. So they started about half an hour before we did. Excellent. And in Nomad's news, specifically Destiny 2, AIE is still playing. So make sure to check out the Destiny 2 chat channel and AIE Discord to connect with your other Guardian friends. Uh, we are entering into the year of the holiday events of Palooza stretch. So currently we have the Festival of the Lost. That'll be until the 2nd of November. And the details are on Bungie.net. All right. And in New World. New World is quite the success. We had to open a second company, AIE Problems, uh, and <laughs> move inactive people to it as we reached the cap earlier this week. I mean, to be honest, the cap was 100 people. So yeah, yeah, we call that a Tuesday. We, yeah, exactly. Um, so on Tuesday, speaking of which, we had our first MFN trial running around the map, fighting mid-level corrupted invasions and closing their portals. On Thursday, they had their second MFN trial, clearing a pirate citadel and teaching who yars. Yark. Voting was up about MF- MFN evening selections. It was a close vote, but Thursday beat Wednesday. So the next MFN will be Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, as we mentioned earlier, for two to three hours doing activities that allow players to join and leave at any time. If anyone wants to run a Wednesday later MFN, anyone can schedule and organize. See you in game. Excellent. All right. And in WoW news, we have a raid team roundup. Um, thank you, Gusty, for submitting this. Uh, congrats to Kitty Agro for 10 out of 10 Heroic Sanctum of Dominion, our second t- raid team to achieve ahead of the curve, to achieve the head of the curve achievement. The filthy casuals are going on break until 9.2 after completing 10 of 10 normal sanctum. Behind the curve is 4 of 10 of heroic sanctum and farming normal to gear up for new members. Where is the tank, a.k.a. wit, 
alts, and DOA continue to farm normal sanctum with several proceeding directly to new braid. Prepare for trouble, make a double. Great. No team rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, Wit main is heroic at uh, 8 of 10 um, with only Fate Scribe, a.k.a. Wheel of Misfortune, and Savannah's left to go. Way to go, teams! Yep. Oh. All right. And Ian, wow, game news extending... Upcoming extended maintenance for U.S. Realms is Tuesday um, from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific um, Daylight Time or whenever they get done. Yep. Um, patch 9.1.5 has a release date. I mean, maybe? Yeah, it has a release date. It's November 2nd. Um, it has a lot of quality of life improvements and some really cool features uh, that you wouldn't really expect in a .5 patch, including easy covenant swapping, new character customizations, Legion time walking, the return of the Mage Tower, legacy loot for uh, BFA raids, and a whole more. Um, there is a summary on Blizzard Watch, if you want to kind of check that out. The Mage Tower will not release until December 7th, when Legion time walking comes around. It'll be available for two weeks. Two. <laughs> you won't be able to collect transmog that was available in legion uh but there are new tier 20 armor recolors and amount to be obtained there's official patch notes on world of warcraft's website all right to get settled in for the novella final fantasy 14 news uh we are now more or less a month away from endwalker and the hype is real <laughs> Uh, remember, Endwalker starts for early access for pre-orders on November 19th. So that's basically when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you pre-order any version, you will get an earring with a 30% bonus to all XP earned. Also, the stats on the earring scale with you as you level and change depending on what job you are. Uh, I don't think this includes crafting classes. Um, so that okay. might be incorrect. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think it does. Yeah, because uh, you still have to use the one from, uh, I think, is it Heaven's, Heaven's Ward? Ward? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one does everyone up to level 50, but yeah. past, past 50, you don't have trouble craft, crafting leveling. It's it's all easy. Yep. <clears throat> if you are not on the pre-order type, um, you can wait until um, uh, November 23rd to get Ed Walker. Um, and basically, just see what everyone's been up to. So if you're if you're on the fence, you can you know watch everyone else run run amok, and I guess you get everything else to yourself um, because everyone else will be in Endwalker zones. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I mean it's it's rare. If you're playing the game, you probably have Endwalker by now. Uh, but if you don't, you know, enjoy the place to yourself for a while. <clears throat> all right. Um, with all uh, the trailers, announcements, live letters, and media days, there are still more that they have yet to announce. So on November 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, um, and four rocks past the fifth sand dune in Arizona time? Oh, stop it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Is they're, that ju- a thing? they're just mad we don't move. <laughs> oh, my okay. God, Abbo, give it up. We're what? sorry. <laughs> Uh, this will be a live letter LXVII or 67 for those not aligned. Um, here, all those listed in the, the new Endwalker information and miscellaneous updates on the agenda. So we expect to hear new info on the expansion, the stuff they haven't shared with the media tours. And there's probably stuff that they're still working on or they just wanted to just save it to that last bit. And, you know, they didn't want us to, to mull about it a little too long. 
<clears throat> and that's that's all for the non AIE news. So now we'll move on to the free company AIE news. Um, what they wanted you to know is that they are working on grade three XP buffs for everyone. And here's how you, yes, you, if you have a crafter, can help. <clears throat> First off, we need to create Aether Wheels. Uh, this is created in the workshop, which is accessible in the FC house, main floor, back left corner. There's a little, it's the same place where you go to your, your FC apartment, essentially, but there's a different option to go to the workshop. Um, in there is workshop, and in the middle, we have our current project, which is the Grade 3 Heat of Battle Aether Wheel. You can donate items to complete the craft. An officer will need to pull it out of the crafting station and start up a new one. But from there, we need to place it in the Aether Wheel stand where it needs to cook for about 70 hours. Um, Dang. When the time, yeah, okay. it's... Well, these are really good buffs, that's why. Okay. Yeah, uh, makes sense. But, uh, when the time comes, we will pull out the charged Aether Wheel and add it to our buff inventory. Then, come Friday and Saturday... We will want to activate the following buffs. Heat of the Battle 3 and reduced rates 2. This will allow everyone in the free company to get a 15% bonus on all combat XP, as opposed to the normal 10% we get from Heat of the Battle 2. This is why it's such a big deal. Yep. Also remember, anyone can refresh the buffs. So if you see the buffs are down, you can go to the FC panel and reactivate them. Just make sure to only use Grade 3 on Friday and Saturday, so we can get the extra bonus for the weekends when most of us are here playing. It is still not too late to jump into your Final Fantasy XIV adventure. You can come on down to the Final Fantasy XIV channel in Discord and we will get you started. Yeah. If we tell you there's a free trial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's our Final Fantasy, Fantasy XIV here. here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and in SOTOR news, BioWare has published a cosplay kit for the very popular character Lana Benico. It includes high-resolution images of her and her unmistakable gear, as well as reference materials and color palettes. In case you have yet to meet Lana, here's a few words about her. With her serene and considerate manner, one might mistake Lana Benico for a Jedi. She is, however, a Sith Lord of great wisdom and strength, who has impressed many of her peers in her considerably short period of time with her keen insights into the nature of the Force. The cosplay kit is intended to be first of many. Maybe Darth Malgus, anyone? <laughs> also, the Feast of Prosperity and Double XP are still going on. Come join us Tuesday night for MFN, where they'll likely be killing an event boss or two, making some currency, and piling on the XP. I have to say, Lana is probably one of my favorite all-time characters in that game. Yeah. It's just so well done. It's yeah. like like the, the equivalent of not all Sith are like, you know, super dark, scary, right. you know, crackly, yeah. like falling apart people like no effective sith right there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah effective powerful that. strong without being <laughs> right 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 not not overtly evil yeah i'll get you my pretties <laughs> and your little dog too hey have i told you about the trauma of uh never mind you can't cackle quite like my mom can so it's okay um That's i may have it <laughs> i may have an issue i'm sorry all right and and hey um sto um, I'm saying a Cthulhu theme here. A mm -hmm. uh, current STO event, follow the old ones, is still ongoing. Uh, the the Mirror Guardian Cruiser will be available in the Zen store starting on 10:28, and the Fleet Action Report is looking for two volunteers up with a 10:25 show at 11 p.m. Eastern. So that is tomorrow, guys. Yep. Um, there'll be a few. They'll. This will be a. This will be to run a few ground 
CTFOs. Yep. Basically, it's instead of ships, they're going to run around with their people and shoot things with guns. Yep. Oh, awesome. Alrighty, over in Lord of the Rings Online, the next expansion, The Fate of Gundabad, will be released on November 10th. Ooh, it's getting busy in November. Yeah. Uh, also, the long-awaited curator vendor will be in Middle-earth from October 25th until November 1st. If you have not taken advantage of the quest pack redeem code, Lotor Quests 2021, you have until the end of November to do so. Also, many ex- most expansions are on sale in the game for 99 LP. You can also go to lotro.com slash get ready for more details. Uh, lastly, if you need any assistance with the new legendary items, we can walk uh, you through it and answer any questions in the Lord of the Rings online channel. Please yep. look into it. And in Guild Wars 2, game news. Beta week starts Tuesday. Try out the last three elite specializations for Thief, Engineer, and Ranger. Week 2 for Return to the Ice Brood Saga starts Tuesday. Don't forget to log in each week to get these chapters for free. The Halloween event is still ongoing. I believe it ends on November 9th. There is a bonus to do a strike mission, 5 to 10 man five to 10 person content in this week's return to bonus achievement set. The reward is seven mystic clovers for a piece of content that takes maybe five minutes. If that you need 77 mystic clovers to make a legendary weapon. And they're either absurdly expensive to craft or limited to PVP or world versus world reward track and rewards, or the seven you can get for logging in for 30 days. The best way to get the strike mission done is to watch LFG contacts and the LFG button in the upper left. The default key is the Y second tab down from that window LFG and then strike missions middle bottom of the list pick looking for more and shiver peaks is what you're looking for Jedi is expecting to see this bonus pop up with each of the chapters set of return to achievements most of the strikes are pretty easy and supposed to be an introduction to raids guild stuff Mandatory fun nights happen Mondays at 8.30 Central, the only real time zone. Again, people. Oh, my God. That's 9.30 p.m. Eastern or 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Actual time zones. Or something about three pass rocks and a tumbleweed in Arizona. Right. (laughs) May Lung hosts dungeon nights. Best to check Discord for these. And last, if you need help with anything in game, reach out in our Discord channel. You too. And with all that, let's get back to Dan Kinney and find out what's going on in ESO. Thank you. Um, Before I actually dive into ESO news, I wanted to mention a few things about New Braid. New Braid will be taking our annual break for the winter um, starting Saturday, November 20th. That'll actually be our last New Braid of 2021, and then we'll dive back into Normal Sanctum on January the 8th. New Braid is currently, I believe, 6 of 10. Um, we killed Payne Smith a couple weeks ago, and we hope to kill him again. Excellent. Um, also, at the request of Gutsy, Gusty, so you could totally blame her for this, um, next week on October 30th, we're doing a Halloween edition of New Braid. The group is going to pick up the bad anima powers in Sanctum, which are Ten of Towers and Lumbering something or another. <laughs> I, I never remember the full name for that one. And we're going to try to kill Terracue. A Terragu. We're actually going to fail gloriously at it because all the bad powers, but we're going to give it a shot. Then we'll get the right powers and do it the right way. <laughs> but it should be fun. Um, 
ESO MFN might also be on break during the same time frame. However, someone mentioned they might be willing to run it a few of those weeks while I'm out, but I will keep you guys posted as I know more. Just because I want to take a little bit of a break toward the end of the year. Um, I think we all need a break at the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I'm still processing 2020 and it's almost 2022. This is not right. <laughs> and, 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 and then we need to process 2021. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's time has been both super fast and super slow. All of the Yeah. It's time. weird. So yep. are we saying time is fleeting? Mm-hmm. Madness takes control. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's just a jump to the left. <laughs> and then a jump to the right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, for those who aren't paying attention, there's a Rocky Horror picture show conversation going in chat. So yes. I just brought it to the notes. Go on, Kenny. I apologize. No worries. <laughs> no worries at all. But yeah, I figure taking, you know, from Thanksgiving off is good for both of those events, just to let people spend time with their families and relax a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Even if you're not doing anything special, like I don't have any major plans for the holidays, but it'd just be nice to have a break. Totally, totally. And remember, you guys can do whatever you want. Start whatever events you want. Have a special holiday event for all for all that matters, because you have the power to do whatever you want to do. Exactly. So if MFN, events, yeah. Yep. If NFN, if MFN wants to run without me, I'm totally on board with that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what we're doing in both of those games. It's most likely well, new braid for sure will be a break. ESO might be a break, probably will be. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I think you know, it's understandable. We've all had a one heck of a year. I think, you know, taking a break from any responsibilities and just playing games for fun. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, as Kazrak said, you know, and playing Ed Walker. (laughs) I don't know that I will actually be in Ed Walker content by the end of this year at the rate I'm going (laughs) through Heaven's Ward. You have vacation this week? I do. (laughs) I will be playing all the games. (laughs) Says the woman who's pulling reports for her team. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate it. Um, but lately, mandatory funds in ESO have been totally event-focused just because that game has had several events back-to-back, um, one of which got all of us the new Deadlands uh, DLC um, free, basically. Um, but I'll go into more about that DLC in a little bit. Um, but our MFNs, um, the Witches Festival, is going on right now. So we've been running around dressed as skeletons, uh, killing bosses to obtain plunder skulls, Collecting feathers and finding lots of places to jump off of. So many jumping off of. Oh, excellent. So you're in your element. Yep. Exactly. Um, the event runs until Tuesday, November 2nd at 10 a.m. Eastern. And you get two event tickets for the first boss you kill of the day. And the plunder skulls can contain various, as they refer to them, repulsive rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, style items, furnishings, recipes, creepy things. And fragments for a new pet called the Witch Tamed Bear Dog, which I'm not sure what that is yet, but I'm that's working heck on of, it. That's one heck of a name. Witch Tamed Bear Dog. Hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there is a whistle that goes along with this event after you do the initial quest. That quest is account-wide, not character-specific, so you don't have to run it on all your tunes if you have more than one. Um, and you get a 100% experience boost that stacks with scrolls in the game. So you could end up with 250 bonus, 250% bonus XP for kills that you make, which is awesome. 
Um, and when you drink from the cauldron, you turn into a spooky skeleton, hence the running around as skeletons while we nice. do this stuff. Yep. Um, and the first two fragments of the Doomtar Plateau, which is a new house, is available in the event shop with the event tickets. The final pieces of that will be available at more events later this year. So lots of stuff going on. And Deadlands, which is the next DLC zone, actually launches November 1st. Talk about everything launching in November. Right. Um, it has new delves, new bosses, and new quests, and it continues the Gates of Oblivion storyline. As is traditional for Mandatory Fun Night, um, we're going to explore that new area uh, the Friday night after it launches and see what adventures await us, as well as find some place for me to lead people to their deaths by mm -hmm. gravity. The fact that attendees of MFN also keep their eyes out for high points to tell me about so that we can jump <laughs> off of them. It, it's not just me, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Kenny, come here. Look, look over there. Whee! <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it, it's definitely a thing. As um as a close friend of yours, I do appreciate the fact that you're not this way in real life. Yeah. Oh, me too. I I don't like heights in real life. I don't like the feeling that I could fall off of something in real life. Like if we go to the Grand Canyon, I'm ten feet back from the edge. That's just right. where that goes, and I am not walking on that glass bottom bridge. Not happening. Oh. But in a video game, I will totally jump off something. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's perfectly so reasonable for a group of immortals to do. Exactly. So I have a question because ESO is fun, but I have must complete everything uh, syndrome when it comes to questing. <laughs> so is the best way just to ignore everything, go into an area and just work through what's there and then go to the next area? That's what I did um, to finish the the Aldemary Dominion quest line is I so I just have gone zone by zone to see that full story. Okay. I did prioritize doing the main Soul Shrugan quest line at one point because it has the best skill point value for you. Oh, yeah. And due to how they changed the game with the one Tamriel, you can chain that. It's not locked by levels. Okay. So you can just run straight. Sometimes it'll say you have to leave the little sanctuary where the hermit is and then go back to it. But you can run all the way through that piece to get that whole story. Originally, that story was parallel to the zone story. So you had to jump back and forth between the two. Okay. Um, so, but with the way that it scales now, that's not a thing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. hop back in and do that. Because I think what I did was, like, I was following the main quest line. And it's like, go to this new area. And then I got into that new area. And it's like, look at all these side quests you can do. And so I started <laughs> doing all those. And now I've completely lost the, the plot of the main story literally so yeah oh and yeah. so one thing that i do like about this game which is great for those of us that are completionists it's also a drawback for those of us that are completionists <laughs> uh, is the game remembers things that you did so i did some random side quest in the first area for the ad zone and like three zones later, some woman walked up to me and said, I know what you did to so-and-so. <laughs> oh uh, I know what, what you did last summer. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So you will, So, and that was just some random side quest that I did that I got that comment about. So it's one of those things that doing that can add to the story later, but doing that does not necessarily take away from the story if you don't. Right. right. So if good. you decide just to just to follow the big breadcrumbs and leave the tiny ones alone and just do the main stuff, you'll 
you won't really miss a lot that way. Okay. Great. Yeah, and an effective way that I've seen to do it too is, I mean, you can have alts. Just have alts focus on different aspects of the game, different different zones. Like, this is your Almeri alt. This is your, uh, what is the, the crazy, uh, oh, the, the living god dude. I forget his name. It's been so long. But, uh, uh, there's the Evanheart pack and the... Yeah. Uh, why do I always remember the forget the third one? I'm actually in the game. I could check. Um, <laughs> but glowy dude that kind of floats until he doesn't. Um, and so long. Glowy dude that kinds. Oh, is that? Are you talking about Caldwell? No, no. He it, it was its own island kind of area, and there was a lot of dark elves running around. Oh, uh, Cold Harbor. No, you're thinking. Okay, scrolling down in the list here. It's, like, it's like three or four Bardenfell. expansions ago. I think that's you're it, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, thinking yeah. Bardenfell, which, yeah. it's, which also has its own self-contained storyline that yep. doesn't involve the main, the Solstice Ribbon quest line. Yep. Elsewhere has its own that sort of ties in because there's callbacks, but for the most mm. part, it's standalone. Yep. Um, so yeah, I would say knock out the the soul shriveling just to get mm-hmm. the bonuses of it and get the overarching gist of the story and then just focus on a faction story at a time. Yeah. Cause it used to be that the soul shriven stuff was, was a uh, level locked too. So like you, it forced you to do other things and then you can come back to it and right, you, then right. you had to, go, then you, you caught up and then you have to go back to do your other things. And then you like, but now it's just, you can just run through the whole thing now. Yeah. And if you go to, um, if you hit map M to go to your map, you'll see map completion. And there's the icon that marks the main story pieces and how many you have. And there's a way to click that to just pick up the main story piece for that zone if you do want to skip all the side okay. quests. And skipping the side quests, similar to Final Fantasy, doesn't hurt anything. Good, okay. Um, yeah. So you have it if you're a completionist, but mm-hmm. if you want to get to the main story, it's not going to damage you for not doing all the other stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And with the way scaling works, you can go back to do a quest that's in the very first beginning zone, and you're still going to get level appropriate loot, even if you're level 50. So it's perfect that way. Yeah. And some people, if you want to do super min max, he's like, no, don't do that to your 50, because then you can get the best version of that gear. Right. Right. Things like that. Yeah. And but I also highly recommend Thief's Guild, Assassin's Guild, like every character, those stuff they give us so powerful. Yeah, yeah I, I found the Assassin's Guild, so I know what's going on with that. What was the other one you said? Thieves Guild. I think I have yeah. both of those because that's the character type I was playing. So, but the, the, it will help every single class. The stuff they give. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's going to really help the Shadow Shadow Assassin. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. Yeah, those those you that, that's a requirement for that class. But like every other class will find what they give really useful it's such such a useful set of skills and really interesting gear too yeah i have so my sork which obviously would not be a stealth based character i have all of that stuff unlocked for both of those guilds just because of the the passive benefits Mm -hmm. i will say that if you are playing some of the newer content and you've unlocked the companions that you can run around with do not blade of woe anyone with a companion around you just saying yeah I imagine that doesn't go over well. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I found that out the hard way. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're bringing along your own snitch. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but I'm having a I'm having a lot of fun. The the thing I like best about it is or one thing I enjoy about it is it plays really well on a controller. Like stupidly well compared to, you know, other not Final Fantasy 14 of course it plays very well, but you know like it plays a lot like to me Skyrim but plays better. Almost like it's an online version of Skyrim. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> I mean it is, but you know what I mean. It just it yeah, plays yeah, yeah, yeah. for, you know, for an MMO other than Final Fantasy 14. Well worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use um keyboard and mouse on it just for the ease and not moving the controller over, but from what I understand, yeah, it's excellent for controller usage. And when I did play on console, obviously I use controller there. And from what I understand, the mapping is pretty similar on both. So. Yeah. Yeah. I seem to recall that gathering and crafting is really easy on the controller too. It is. Yeah. No, but lock picking is a pain on controllers. Yeah. I can see it, that. Yeah. It, it can be, but you get in the habit of like, oh, that one's click. That one click, that one click, <laughs> you just get it. But I, sometimes I'll switch. Like if I fail it the first time, I'll usually switch back to the keyboard and then do it that way. And that's the nice thing is you, as soon as you touch the keyboard, it becomes active. Or as soon as you pick up the controller, it becomes active. So it, you don't have to go to a menu, choose. You can swap midstream if you're doing something. So yeah, I really like that. And it's a lot of fun. If people want to get invited to the ESO version of a guild, which I think is a guild. uh, Yeah, it's a guild. How do they do that? What's the easiest way to get the invite? Uh, They can either use the LFO channel in our Discord or go into the ESO channel of our Discord and just ping myself or another officer. Um, you, all we need is the user ID. So that's the name after the at symbol when you go to the, if when you hit P to go into the party menu. Um, and we'll get an invite out to you. So, yeah, I think you can even do that offline too. So you just yes, um, it, they don't have to be online for us to send the invite out to them. It'll just be in their notifications when they log back in, which is awesome because sometimes people ask for an invite earlier in the day, and due to work, we can't get to them until in the afternoon. So. Yep. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Cool. Anything else before we go? Not that I can think of ESO-wise. I'm currently killing a world boss. Nice. Like Multitasking. Exactly. Like you do. Plunder skulls. I mean, it's it's an event. Yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead and let everyone get back to gaming. Uh, So that'll be our show for tonight. Uh, While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank Kenny for joining us. So thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. You're welcome. My pleasure. And if there's anything you want to plug or, or um, everyone look for you in Discord. Everyone can look for me in Discord. I also stream on Twitch, our mandatory fun and new braid shenanigans at twitch.tv slash Dankinia. And I'm on Twitter at Dankinia as well. I'm pretty much Dankinia everywhere. Yep. And if you need to find her, just hashtag where's Kinney. Yep. Yeah, that, that's still a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And I am at Ivory Tiger. 
And as Kinney said, she is at Dan Kinney. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I think that's what, four sand dunes past the fifth tumbleweed? All right. <laughs> yes, Arizona exactly. time. Uh, oh, don't forget, by the time next time we re- we record, yes, it'll be a be. different time zone. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have we'll have just swapped to uh, tumble yeah, it'll be six to, it'll be six tumbleweeds, um, three mountain lions. Let's just put it correctly. It's not that daylight savings time ends. It's that everyone is going back to their proper time and joining Arizona where we've been in the proper time the there whole time. There we go. So we're time lords. Got it. <laughs> exactly. All right. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream, if I spell podcast correctly. And our Discord server is aie-guild.info slash Discord, all lowercase. For the past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel, which is The AIE Podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. No segments this week, but folks, remember, if you want to try your hand at creating one, we would absolutely love it. It does not have to be um, game-specific. It can be... Um, any game, RPGs, what's going on in AIE. Um, if you want to make... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we do ask that they're 90 seconds or less, because, you know, that's a, we don't want to have too long there. But please, if you want to create a segment, we would love to have you. Submit that to the AIE, at the podcast at aie-guild.org email address. And next time, we're definitely going to talk to someone about something. It might be we're, ourselves. Maybe it'll be Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I'm we're planning towards. That. If, if yeah. we're thinking, uh, just because the end of November is so busy for us in real life and December is chaos usually, uh, mm-hmm. we probably end the year's podcast with Final Fantasy XIV getting ready for the expansion. Unless we're just bursting at the seams to talk about more Final Fantasy fourteen stuff, but that can be its own thing. Right. It does, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that'll be a good time because November fifth, I think, is the last bit of uh, new news for Endwalker. Perfect. So we'll, probably, we'll probably have something to chatter about on the seventh. Exactly. So the hype will be real. Yes. Oh yes. This will be frothing at that point. All right. Uh so until then, AIE, this is Mucow. This is Tetsemi. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>